Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio. Brought to you by OnPay. Built in Atlanta, OnPay is the top-rated payroll and HR software anywhere. Get one month free at OnPay.com. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Atlanta Business Radio, and this is going to be a good one. But it's important to recognize our sponsor, OnPay. Without them, we could not be sharing these stories. Today on Atlanta Business Radio, we have an old friend, Sid Mukherjee, with Silicon Road Venture Fund. Welcome, Sid. Good morning, Lee. Good to see you. Well, I'm excited to learn more about what you got going on. Tell us about Silicon Road's mission and how you're serving folks. Uh, sure. Silicon Road Ventures uh, was a fund launched in nine, uh, two, 2019. It is focused exclusively on the commerce tech vertical, which means retail, e-commerce, and CPG tech technologies. Um, we are Atlanta-based. We invest in startups uh, all across the United States, and we are an early-stage fund, which means that we invest in seed to Series A uh, stages of companies. And, um, and these are companies, again, which are driving innovation across retail, e-commerce, and CPG. So basically, we are trying to build a community and accelerate innovation in this specific industry. And our objective is to make Atlanta the hub for commerce tech innovation. Now, um, you didn't mention franchising in there. Is franchising an element of this fund? Are the, are the franchisees or franchisors uh, the customers of some of these technology startups? Uh, yes. Uh, so basically what we are doing Lee, is we are investing in technologies that are applicable to retail in general. Okay. So what that means is uh, this could be technologies that are uh, in store. Uh, it could be technologies, for example, which are payment related, which is um, relevant to retail. And uh, so all of those obviously apply to applies to anybody that is trying to sell anything to an end customer, right? That includes franchisees. And then it's no coincidence that Atlanta has one of the largest uh, collection of franchisors in the country, so that can't hurt things. Absolutely not. Uh, also, Atlanta actually is a big hub for some pretty large retailers um, and yeah, large companies that are leaders in supply chain. Uh, I'm talking about, of course, Home Depot, uh, UPS, and then CPG, which is uh, Coke. So there is definitely a lot of great talent and uh, lots of great good thinking in this area already in the city. Now, when you're putting together a fund to go after kind of a, a, a cluster or a vertical like this, um, how many different components or what are the types of components you're looking for? Are those the enterprise level, um, you know, companies? Are there the innovative maybe startup community with, you know, through a university? But what are the elements you're looking for? Yes, we are investing only in startups, uh, and we are investing in startups that are creating technologies that corporations can use. Okay, now the way we source these startups are um, through universities. Uh, for example, we work closely with uh, professors at Georgia Tech uh, and at K KSU, and we take relevant research. And if applicable, we help them uh, actually create a company with that technology. Uh, we also, of course, are looking for great founders who already have technologies that are relevant to the uh, area that we are interested in. And when we find such a company and a founder, then we um, give them not just the money, but also 
expertise and connections uh, and build this community, if you will, which helps them succeed. And when you're focusing in on a, a certain area like you had with commerce, um, did you test this with a handful and said, hey, you know what, there's a couple here, but maybe there's more. And if we put the right kind of infrastructure in place, we'll be able to kind of grow our own. Yeah, I mean, I actually, by the way, Lee, I ran a company that did work for retailers and e-commerce companies for 20 odd years. And I had, a, I was fortunate enough to have a great exit, as they, uh, as they call it. And, um, and so I know retail very well. And um, I know that there is a lot of innovation which is required. And I also know that there are lots of startups that are trying to fill those gaps. So, um, for instance, right now, we have almost a thousand companies in our pipeline. And uh, we go through this process, very intense process of scrutinizing them, finding the right fits and uh, invest in roughly, you know, two to three percent of them. Now, what are some of the characteristics of a right fit Right. So uh, they have to be early stage. Like I said, they have to uh, have technology which is massively scalable. Uh, they need to be uh, good founders. Uh, unfortunately, that's something that is cannot be quantified, uh, but they have to be coachable. Ideally, they have had some track record with successful startups in the past. Uh, they also need to have a bit of revenue. Uh, we typically will not invest in pre-revenue companies, unless it's a company that we are. And so they need to have ideally between say $500,000 to $2 million of revenue. And then when they meet that qualification, then they're in this kind of pool and then you, you and your team are kind of doing a deep dive to make sure, I guess a lot of it is the founder fit, right? Where they're the right uh, kind of has, has the not so quantifiable uh, characteristics. Yeah, well, actually, uh, the way that this works, I mean, those thousand companies, uh, those are all companies, many of them have reached out to us. And that's because um, we have been right now been in operation for about two years, uh, making a lot of investments. Uh, we recently announced the close, the final close of a $31 million fund. And that was um, there in the press and on LinkedIn and social media, etc. And so we are the only ones of this kind, as far as we know, in the world, um, which focus on retail e-commerce CPG at the early stage. So uh, all these startups reach out to us, and many of them though, don't meet those criteria, unfortunately. So we are very quickly can you know, give them uh, guidance as to how they can qualify in the future, and we encourage them to remain in touch. Uh, and so there's a very, very small percentage that actually qualifies for even the deeper due diligence following which we'll make an investment. So now in this fund, is it just something where you're just writing the, uh, the, the ones that make it through the gauntlet checks, or is it something that uh, you're helping kind of hands-on to help them get to the next level? Um, we are mostly, I mean, the biggest, of course, one of the big things that we do is write that check. And then we also write follow-on checks. So our first check is, in the $250,000, so low six figures. But the goal for us to um, make an investment into a company totally over a period of time is $2 million. So uh, we are going to write checks for them uh, across multiple years as they are growing. We also provide them guidance in terms of, you know, operationally. 
I grew a company um, from zero to, to 3,000 people. And I have made all those mistakes, which I see these guys making. And so I'm able to tell them what they should be doing and what they should not be doing. I also, uh, our, our, my team actually, is able to connect them with uh, prospective customers. Many of these are B2B companies. In other words, they are selling these technologies to large retailers and e-commerce companies. I had 350 customers in my previous company. Uh, I have all those connections that I reach out to. And um, one of the cornerstones of how we operate, uh, one of our differentiators is what we call the Corporate Connect Program, through which we provide introductions to these startups with some of the largest retailers in the world. And then um, other than all of that, uh, we also sometimes will take board positions, so which is more hands-on, if you will, and we can't do it for everything. Uh, we have already made investments into 10 startups, Lee, and we expect to make investments into 40 startups uh, with our first fund, which means that, you know, obviously we cannot spend time with 40 different startups, um, you know, in a very detailed manner, uh, but we, you know, we'll pick the right candidates for that, and then we'll spend extra time with them, making sure that they have success. Now, you mentioned that you have kind of a deep understanding of this uh, uh, vertical when you started kind of um, socializing the idea to your colleagues in the industry, was this something that they were hungry for or is this something they didn't know they needed? Um, like what was kind of the um, kind of the feedback you got from those folks? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, they, they love it. They love it. Now, uh, the thing is that, of course, see, we launched this fund in 2019 and uh, we made the majority of our investments in 2020. And we all will remember 2020 ever uh, for various reasons, right? But also because, uh, you know, it was a disaster in terms of a lot of retail, correct? I mean, you know this, everybody knows this. Right. So, yeah, I mean, they, for them, the urgency for innovation is even greater. Uh, they realize that if they don't actually adopt, um, you know, these technologies and completely transform the way they operate, uh, they're very likely not going to be around for a long time. So uh, there is definitely a lot of... Uh, the, desire for uh, adopting these technologies. And so when we invite these startups uh, and connect them with these uh, companies, I mean, there's a lot of traction. I mean, you know, one of our companies, for example, um, Ripple, spelled with a W, uh, recently started doing some pretty decent sized work with Genuine Parts company. Now, Genuine Parts or Napa would not have known about Ripple. And Ripple, of course, would not have known who to contact at GPC without Silicon Road. So we are able to provide that connection. And so that's, uh, that's been one example of several such successes. Now, um, what kind of trends do you see upcoming um, as we get out of this pandemic? How, how do you think retail is going to adapt and change in the coming years, um, you know, with this big disruption that we had with uh, COVID? Yeah, I mean, I wish this was not a 15-minute interview, Lee. I could talk for hours on this, of course, right? This is what I do for a living. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'll tell you the highlights of this. The first, of course, is that the uh, customer experience has to be changed. Uh, in other words, we are no longer satisfied with going to a store to just buy merchandise. You have to improve that experience by adding on things like either um, a social experience, connections with influencers or um, celebrities, connections with other customers who have bought a similar product and their feedback on it, um, or even you know, uh, ways in which how to use the product, not just provide the merchandise, but also tell people how to use it. So that 
those are the ways in which you transform it. And so there are technologies such as uh, augmented reality, virtual reality, for example, uh, which will completely change the way in which we think about going, for example, into a mall or going inside a store. The second is um, people also want to have a frictionless experience, which means I don't necessarily want to speak with a salesperson every single time I go. So I should have the option of checking out, just like I would check out online. <clears throat> this is one of the big reasons why people shop online. So this whole experience piece is one big piece. And the second is supply chain. Supply chain and logistics has always been a problem. I don't care which part of Atlanta you live in. There's probably trucks lined up in front of your gate and you're saying, I mean, come on, this is not right, but that's how this new world is. So last mile logistics, as well as just in general, right? I mean, retailers have to deal with the fact that this big country in Asia is no longer going to be available as a consistent part of their supply chain. So they have to build redundancies around it. So uh, AI-based redundancies around supply chain. And so there are various factors like that, which are going to really transform retail in the years to come. Um, expected drone delivery soon coming to your house. <laughs> what about malls? What, are you bullish or bearish on malls? Hmm. Yeah, malls, I think, uh, probably will have to go significant renovation before um, you know people go back to that. Uh, right now, though, you obviously have read and everybody knows that the U.S. is going through some pretty significant torrid growth. Uh, IMF projects says this year we are going to grow at 6.4%, which is going to be the highest ever since I think 1984 or something like that. Uh, we have just added in almost a million jobs in a single month. Um, all those stimulus checks uh, are really going to have a big impact on retail. So people are going to spend. And so um, the mall format though has uh, really suffered through all of this. And this was actually happening already as you know, even before COVID, but COVID has accelerated this process by four to five years. And so uh, malls will really have to change. Uh, maybe some of them, a lot of them are going to go away, um, you know, before we get to a point where what is remaining is really relevant and needed. So now what do you need more of? How can we help you? Are you looking for more uh, investment or it's like, I know this round has closed, but are you looking for more uh, entrepreneurs and startups? What do you need more of? How can we help you? Yeah. Thanks for the offer. Yeah. We absolutely need these startups. Um, we need, we want to try to make 10 investments into new startups this year, new to our portfolio, I mean, and um, we are having trouble. <laughs> so finding the right fits. Uh, so we want to absolutely encourage anybody listening to this and anybody that you know, Lee, that might have relevant technology to uh, retail or e-commerce to absolutely get in touch with us and we'll uh, talk to them. And then if they wanted to get in touch with you, what's the coordinates? What's the website or the, or what's the best way to get a hold of you and your team? Yes. Uh, so I'm Sid at siliconroad.vc. So that's S-I-L-I-C-O-N-R-O-A-D, one word, dot V-C. And uh, siliconroad.vc is our website. I'm on LinkedIn. Um, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. So absolutely, if anybody wants to get in touch, please do. Well, thank you so much, Sid, for doing what you do. You're doing important work, and we appreciate you. Thank you, Lee. All right, this is Lee Cantor. We will see you all next time on Atlanta Business Radio. Today's episode of Atlanta Business Radio is brought to you by OnPay. Built in Atlanta, OnPay is the top-rated payroll and HR software anywhere. 
Get one month free at onpay.com. 